Cause I'm doing me Still shine with no jewelry I would rather have the unity It's gonna be you if it's you and me No tears in my mama's eyes Got a team full of routed eyes Hail Mary nigga rock a bar Rock a bar All eyes on me Made it out the hood, I'm so grateful Never know what talent gonna take it Jealous niggas never made a breakthrough That's why they watch it so hateful All eyes on me They say the top is so lonely That's dope. Can I ask you a question? Like, excuse my ignorance, right? I just really started paying attention to something today. How good of a driver does a New York City firefighter have to be? Very good. To navigate that big bitch. Through traffic. Through New York City traffic. Making a left turn with cars on either side of the street. You, boy, you know how. Anything. Right. Like, like y'all typically don't die. have a. You I've never see, seen, never seen like a fire, a fire truck, truck on the way to the Dumb niggas trucks be taking cars out. Ever. Dumb niggas have to be drivers at least 10, 15 years or better. Because yeah. that's and they just. Got, they got skill. training. They get trained they, because that, those things move. How do you train a nigga to drive a, a fire truck through New York City? I never seen them the hit nothing training. either. Yeah, My whole life was seeing firefight. I never seen them hit a kid, anything. Oh, right, right. Accurate, nothing. You know, kids run out there. You feel me? Right. Like they, I never seen it in my Y'all life. Y'all got a million niggas on bikes, four million <laughs> niggas story. on feet. <laughs> <laughs> the bikes is new. And then, and he, and but the fire. Yeah, I would I would have thought. Like a fire truck hit two, three cars a day. Nope. Out nah. in this bitch. Not nah. even a touch. Like for real. Don't even and scrape the paint. I ain't we was in the room and I heard three fire trucks go by. And I'm like, and you could hear like, I'm like that mean get the fuck I'm out like, the way. Like, New York I'm, City, you hear that shit? Get the fuck out the way. That's what the fuck that shit means. Yeah, but we not in a, like, I, I drive a, a big truck. I drive a lifted mm -hmm. truck. And I got to be very careful how I make left turns is a lot different than when my truck <laughs> wasn't lifted. Right. It's a bigger frame. It's, it's a lot more in the truck. Tr the truck turns from a different point. Mm -hmm. Fire truck got to be. huh? 2011 is the last time there was a fire truck crash that killed anyone. That's crazy. Yeah, long that's time. a long time. Them niggas got to be cold. And like, they run constantly. They run constantly. Jack, right. you ready? I'm telling you, I heard three. I heard three within like 10 minutes, Queen. Like three, that motherfucker just kept going. I'm like, and I think about like riding with Banger and how hard it is to make a left off Houston Street or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to Blue Ribbon or some shit. I don't know and what's these funny. These niggas got to go like down 44. And they get that like. Thanks, sir. Bum B just something catch Houston on fire Street. in Times Square? Mm -hmm. How do they do that? They do that. Them niggas just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do that. They do that. Like, I want to drive as good as, as a New York City firefighter <laughs> on truck duty. That's how good I want to drive. What really gets me is the speed. Well, what is they going? What is the speed though? And they, no, talk. they, they don't have, be, they don't have, they a, don't have, they should not, they're not doing the buck. No, they don't, what I'm saying is they don't have a speed limit. Their job is to get there as soon as but that's possible. Not, but that's not the problem for me. My problem is clearance. 
they, they, they do. My it. problem is clearance. I'm with you. How is these niggas like, making turns in New York City? But they not. They, but no, they not they resting don't hit on people. that. That's the point. Because if that was the case, I'd be taking niggas out. Like move. That's a, you <laughs> niggas know. When you hear that, niggas Cyrus, know. That Cyrus mean. Get you know, the if fuck I touch you, you, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to kill you. Move the fuck out the way. Nah, they, they ain't saying all that. You That's what the truck is saying. The truck is telling you to get the fuck out the way, nigga. But the thing is, what I'm saying is, they don't hit people. They make those turns with precision and at speed. They're not. They don't slow down shit to hit those turns. Like, yeah, they shit they crazy. do that shit. I I, I just that's just something that really fucked me up today. I got stuck on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck it's on a that. good question. It's a real question. Because <laughs> you know when I look at this city, peace, when I look peace, at this peace, city, peace, peace, peace. I look at everything. Every level of comfort that I would have to sacrifice in order to live here, in order to live here, my boy, to have access. Because that's the trade-off. That's the trade-off is sacrificing comfort for access. So I'm in. How you doing? Oh, fees, you made it, my man. Sacrifice is the trade-off. Alpha was good, bro. What's the word, Jack? Regular. Sacrifices and trade-offs. What y'all talking about? Moving. No, he was, Moving we was talking about um, fire trucks. He was like, how <laughs> niggas. <laughs> like, how good do these niggas drive like a New York City fire firefighter, yeah. pump driver? Uh, like, they ain't, them niggas is moving through New York City traffic at high speed, making left turns across two, three lanes. And the joint is like, it's crazy. Every time I make a left turn in New York, I just know we're going to kill a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. I just know we're going to kill a nigga. Anytime a, a car in New York is going, like, in the city, is moving more than 40, 50, mi 50 miles an hour, we're going to eat a bite. We're going to eat that bitch, like, easily. I just be, it just blows my mind. It's just different out here. We just talking about that. We just we talking about all... Uh, how, the difference between driving in Connecticut and driving here. We got a lot of people. We New got York a lot City, more period. People. Like, I don't, I've, I've been plenty of places, but nobody, except for the islands. Right. In the islands, they drive wild. They be in and out. And all but in, New York, in New York City, you know, the lines in the road are a gesture. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we'd appreciate it if you stayed in here. I mean, what? But what you gonna do? Like that's like that's New York's attitude towards that shit. Like, well, what are you gonna do? You gotta go where you gotta. You gotta get where you gotta go. Go right. But New York doesn't have a car mm -hmm. culture the way Texas does. It's not the same thing. Because we can afford really... to. We can afford to have yeah, a car no, we, culture. For us here, it's a luxury. It's not a necessity. It's a headache, even with money. Yeah. If you got some place to put it, it's not that bad. However, not well. Yeah, if you got some place to put it, compared yeah. to other states, yes, it's a headache. Compared to other states, it's a headache. Bro, you can do everything the right way, and your car will still get clipped. New York's just a horrible place to have a car. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's not. It's not a car. We don't. We, 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 that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be my concern. My concern to live in New York is for the car. Fuck that. It's not parking. I'm just driving, but it's not worth the headache. Car used to get broken in. 
Getting gas. When you niggas get gas. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the reason I say that is because, like, I get up in the morning, I leave, I stop at the gas station, I go, y'all, it's literally, y'all got to block time. Like, if you live in the city, that's part of your errands. Yeah. Like, what yeah. you finna do? Shit, I gotta go get some gas, my nigga. I'll be back in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> it ain't that crazy, man. It ain't. <laughs> he's, he's no, I'll tell you what. You in Manhattan? Yeah. You fucked. They, got, they got rid of like 75% of the guys. Facts. Like, where Facts. Where it's a rap in Manhattan. Your shit getting told. I'm not gonna leave Houston and move to East New York. I don't need that experience. I'm living in the city. Or Jersey. And I I think that's cheat code. But niggas want a yard, so I understand. Jersey you be all right. There's gas stations all over the place out there. But you can't even pump your own gas in Jersey. That's, that's a good thing. That's good. It be brick out here, bro. <laughs> it's freezing outside. You want to It be 100 degrees in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get lazy. Good, Mom, how you doing? They got drive-through pharmacies, drive-through They ain't going to fit in here. I don't know, man. Call me crazy. I prefer to pump my own gas. You just went to the bathroom. Why? Huh? Why? I don't want niggas. I don't. What are they gonna do to your gas tank? Put yeah. sugar in it. I don't know what the fuck. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you think you think in twenty degree weather they get some sugar? I live in Houston. Ain't no twenty. They gotta take up the box of their jacket. Yeah. No. This. Wait. Like in Houston. Like in Houston. If somebody want to pump your gas. That's a dope thing. So I'm not trying to have that. You got that no, out here. Well, I mean, they got they got the same agenda. Yeah, but in Jersey, a dope thing. A dope thing. It's like problem homes just waiting. That's so they fact. can't even get them for five dollars. The dope fees in New, New, New York are too bougie yeah. to pump nobody's gas. Nah, they nah, don't hell no. Nah, go to two fifths. That's their hustle right there. They that's their hustle right there. So I gotta leave. They got the pump in their hands. Like come all the way to what twenty fifth to see a gas. I think a pump gas. It just seems like a very inconvenient way to live. Again, when I speak about New York, going to New York, it's the sacrifice of comfort. Nah, you good, man. Right? That you trade man, you off good. You good, man. for access. You need to see? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy to access the world you're trying to get into in New York. If you want to get into the entertainment business in Houston, that's a very long road to travel. Right. You know what I'm saying? In New York, it's really right around the corner. Just drop. Ah, but it's it's it's, 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 it's harder for the locals than you might think. It's, that's metaphorical. Literal. In, in New York. Where is it harder? In the entertainment business, where, my nigga? Every, everybody bullshit. Think, everybody from out of town. I call bullshit and I'll tell you why. This is a very easy myth. Let him go. Let him go. This is a very easy myth to dispel. Go ahead. I work at Def Jam Records. Mm-hmm. I'm from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's my job to find talent, discern it, and bring it to this label. Mm-hmm. I get three demos on my desk. A nigga from Harlem, a nigga from LA, and a nigga from Houston. Who am I giving that deal to? The nigga from Houston. Nope. The nigga from Houston. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because you running into the New York niggas all the time and now you tired of them. Nope. Nope. That ain't got shit to do with your job. That ain't got nothing to do with your job. Your your job is to be able to bring artists that you can contribute to the to the music being made. Well, you don't know Houston good enough. You got to learn a bunch of shit. I live this, my nigga. I, I live know, this. I ain't mad at that. You, I live this. I ain't mad at that. But, but look, look. But you got to understand. The labels that. Because they don't follow that. It's not even look, like it's, that. It, it's, it's, it's easier. It's easier. who's running the label. It's easier for a New York person. It's no, it's not. Let me tell. Let me tell. Y'all ain't even let me finish. Let me finish. It's easier 
for a New York person working in a New York record company to choose to work with a New York artist because they understand them better culturally. Now, it may be different when a Brooklyn nigga try to work with a Harlem nigga or that type of shit. But what I'm telling you is, as a Houston rapper, I, there is no advantage for me in a New York company full of New York born employees. There's no advantage let, for let, me. Let me I, I don't First agree. of all, I'm there's no advantage. Let, 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 First of all, show, I, show me. I show me an example. Kawan Panther, he ran, uh, was it Sony? I know Kawan. You know Kawan? Yeah. Years ago. This is when I used to go around shopping my demo. Sat in a meeting with him, played on my records. He said, all you New York niggas is nice. You got something else? This is in New York City. And I heard that a couple of times from A&R's out here. That's because they keep running into it. They keep Where's Kawan from? Like, all these niggas, that, he's from Atlanta. Right, that's what I'm saying. But he's that's in why he doesn't. He's that's, running an office in New York City. But that's, so it's but not, that's not, not, but that's not the, that's not the scenario I gave you. That's not the scenario I gave you. If there's a New York person with a level of authority and influence at the record company, then I might have a level of consideration. What, what dispels your theory? Two names: Nicki Minaj, Fifty Cent. Uh-huh. All of our biggest acts from New York have to leave New York in order right. to get signed and do something relevant. Nikki had to pop out of town. Like it don't happen. Trey had to re- pick up reason. And, 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 when, and what year did that start? No, no, no. It, it's, no, it's, no. I'm, I, because I'm t- I started in 1992, and the shift didn't come for 20 years. For 20 years? The shift years? didn't come for 20 years. What, nah, where where I, a Houston artist would get the same level of consideration. I, I, and, never, I never said that. But see, I was, re- I was really specific with what I said. I'm basing it on a New York artist in New York looking to get signed. It's not the same thing. First of all, most of these A&Rs here... They don't want, they don't believe New York is a big enough market. Now. For a only, minute. Only now. For a minute. Now. For a long time. They don't believe New York is a big enough market. That's why my answer was the dude from LA is the dude who's going to get the deal because they believe that's a huge market. Show me the Southern niggas that Sycamore put on. I can't tell. I can't D- show Like, you show that. me the Southern. Name an A&R. Show, show me the New York niggas Kawan put on. Name a, I'm talking about, this is the Mecca. Right? It's Before the, Kawan gets a job here. Right? right? How many how many Southern people you know work in New York offices besides Kawan? I just in a, in a position of power because that's an anomaly, my nigga. That's an anomaly in the however, system. However, for good if I live for in good Houston, 10, 15 years, there wasn't no New York acts breaking. None. After 50, who? Well, that's because Nicky we still got that's because Fab and these niggas. They, yeah, they still but you're signing who? artists. You're not you're not nurturing niggas. It's not like you found a demo. Who's, who's nobody's finding seven. Right, so nobody's finding southern artists on a demo. These niggas got motion, right? These niggas got momentum. So yeah, of course you can see it. But I'm talking about when this game started. I'm talking about demos on desks. Call me old, because I'm from a different era, right? Mm-hmm, right. That's what I'm saying. I but came that, into that this exist. game. Does that still exist? Demos no, on death. No, 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 that don't exist anymore. Not the same. So it upper hand exist. Well, it's not even about the upper hand. It's about understanding it enough to put your job on the line for That's Just what it's about. what exactly? The artist and his culture. Oh, well, for sure. For that's sure. that's but, the thing. Because if you don't pick somebody whose culture you have more familiarity with, and you put everything on the line from a nigga from Ohio, you ain't never been Ohio, don't know nobody from Ohio, you got to even figure out if he the shit in Ohio. But would it be- Nah, I can call somebody, I can call my cousin, I can call my classmate, I can call my barber, I can call my weed man, hey, 
You you live uptown. You ever heard of these little niggas? You ain't got nobody to call in Houston and ask who's who. The shit makes your job difficult. It makes and I'm not talking about a DJ or a program director. I'm talking about the streets. Who's really popping? Would it blow your mind to know? that there are people from New York in a New York office who have no idea what New York hip-hop culture looks like? Yeah, at this, at probably now, if they're under 25 or 26. No, no, nah, this dude's no, my age, they're no. fucking the game Way up. before that. Way know. before that. Bro, this is what happened in New York City. 50 Cent put out in the club, and every New York fucking rapper tried to make a club record after that. All the major label New York rappers, they, they kind of like a, abandoned the traditional New York sound. And it got corny for a long time until fast forward. You got Are we filming? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You got Griselda and all that coming out now. Now everybody in the in the city wants to rap on grimy beats again. But for a long time, dudes were trying to make it in the club or a lean back. And if for, you were in for New twenty York, years trying to make a record that but, sounded but like traditional why. New York, it's not. It's not the artist. Yeah, but I mean, the, it's not the you, artist. But you're just Let's, dealing with what we dealt with for years. Oh, no, 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 Because we've been saying all this stuff. Like, like we got to give some of this negative credit to the fact that these labels look at what blow, and then they could cookie cutter the shit out of it. Well, so again, it's not even, it's half and it's half. Not it's even the they wanted the to make it. it, 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 it's it a, felt it, like they needed to. Well, make no, it. I used to go to the labels. There's a lot of A and R's I can shit on right now, but I'm not gonna because I'm happy that they're feeding their families. Should, right. I used to go to the labels and they'd be like, "When are you finally gonna sell out?" They list. They used to look at me and tell mm -hmm. me that they'd be like, "We can't do anything with you with these beats." Mm -hmm. But then guess what? I find the Mac Millers and the Action Bronsons and the Joey Badasses. Oh, now all of a sudden they're coming to me for the beats, and I'm like, "Nah, like I don't want to produce your." The, the people you're signing off numbers, because that's not how I work. I work on the shit I love, and I've always been like that. And they the same cats that used to ask me, when are you going to sell out? Now they're like, can I get a beat tape? I'm like, nah, you, if you've got a new artist, <laughs> and I, bring them to the studio. We'll, we'll work from scratch. I'm not if sending I like out them. beats, emails, and shit. That's mm -hmm. corny. Mm -hmm. No, but it's, 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 welcome to the game. Welcome to the life. It's not, it's, it's way, it's way more difficult than people think to get, some kind of motion in New York as a New York. Now I would have, I would imagine that the numbers here are are way against y'all. Like trying to stand out as a rapper in New York. Mission Impossible. Everybody's a rapper. Yeah. Exactly. Mission like, Impossible. It's, for y'all, it's surely a numbers game. You right? got to remember this. Every, I'd say ninety percent of people that work at the labels are film rappers. They wanted to rap at some mm. point, whether it was high school, sure. college. At some point, all of them tried to rap. All of them. Right. Every single one was either a DJ, a rapper, or a producer, not, and it didn't work out. So now they now they're just crushing everybody else. One hundred percent. That's why the beautiful thing <laughs> like about Michael. this information, <laughs> the beautiful thing about this this era that we live in now, is that we get to cut more and more of these people out of the equation. That's these, that's Mecca. You know what I'm, I'm saying? People out like you, that's suck. the thing. You got to cut these people out of the equation in order for this to kind of clean itself up. You know what I'm saying? For that we like, got to get rid of the. We got to get rid of the the cliche of hating. Nine times out of 10, when you go to dead somebody because they shouldn't be here, it's called hating. Oh, you're hating on me. I'm just trying to get my money. And we're all supposed to be okay with that. Well, I'm just hustling. It's participation just, awards though, that's why. But but that that was that that goes for the that goes for the quote unquote talent as well. So a lot of these dudes don't care about being good. They care about being famous. Mm -hmm. Totally huge distinction. But, well no, because you don't have to be good to be famous. But that's my point. So there's no need to aspire for for that. That's my point. Right. You know? right. So what do we... The participation. Yeah, that came from when yeah, Jeezy came out. Jeezy's like, who I'm you, not a rapper. Who are, you, who are you blaming? And then a lot of people after that were like, oh, neither am I. But no, I'm going to make... So who came like a cool thing? I hope it was a Who are we blaming for that? I'm not a... Who are we blaming for that? 
as far as the advancement of technology. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's there's, the there's, no, there's, not, there's not one. It's not one person's fault. The artists react. If I'm hungry and I'm in the hood and this looks like a good way out, okay, let me do it. And it don't take that much effort. I don't have to be as nice as Bun B. I could just say some nonsense and people seem, seem to love it. So now I'm feeding my whole family off the nonsense and that's, cool. That's a bit far-fetched. It's not that easy. You know that and I know that. Yeah. It's not even close to being that easy. <laughs> you, the, the you clock, how many rappers in New York? Give, give us an example. How many man. rappers <laughs> in New York? Because <laughs> 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 the majority of niggas that's trying to do this will never make it. Just like the majority of the niggas that could hoop great in high school ain't going to make it to the pros. But, but why? You got more of an yeah. odds of, make, of making the NBA than you do having a million-dollar rapper. Because there. people aren't, artists, aren't, aren't honest about what the fuck they really want. And they don't have the discipline to go after it once they figure no, out I'm, what it costs. Well, here's the thing. Multiple like, we, reasons. We complain the about the music and the direction mm -hmm. of the music, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you can point the finger at everybody, but it's, this shit is all in the hands of the consumer. Like this shit ain't us making music and it being sold ain't got shit to do with us. It's about them. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see music selling that you don't think should sell, you got to complain to the buyer. Mm -hmm. you, if I got dirt weed in a world in a world full of dro and niggas buying dirt weed, I'm gonna sell dirt, dirt weed. weed. Don't facts. complain to me <laughs> for selling dirt weed. Complain to niggas for buying it because I'm finna come through with this book. Bunk bullshit ass weed and get money. <laughs> so this is why the numbers are And that's rap right now. This Niggas get right. mad because they feel rappers don't execute to a high enough level to be considered a part of the culture. If the people that's buying it ain't asking me to do it, why the fuck would I do it? Why would I exert the energy? To, if if I could fuck a girl in a hoopty, why would I hustle to get a Benz? Right. Mm. Bun, don't, I, you, don't you want a Benz? Who? You. Eventually, yeah, but if my quality of life doesn't change whether or not I have a business, yeah. that shit ain't no priority. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're the person to make that argument because your music quality is never dropped. I'm not it's talking about me. Did. I'm talking about them other niggas. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that took no time at all. I've been holding that one there for a while. I've been holding that one. <laughs> no, no, I call it. I call it, and this is it's not personal anything. It's just a thing I call it. It's like the Drake-Kanye effect, right? A lot of people act like they hate Ye or hate Drake or whatever, this or that. But when they drop an album, no matter if you like them or hate them, you press play because you're interested. So the, a lot of the numbers on streaming services are off curiosity and social media talk. So people, you might not... All right, so back in the day, let's say you don't like MC so-and-so and they drop an album. You're not going to Best Buy and buy that album. But right. if you don't like so-and-so and you got Spotify in your hand, you're like, I wonder what that song was. It's just one clip. Whatever. You press play. And at least 25% of the streams out there, at least, are off curiosity. And you got people who literally don't like artists or do like artists or whatever. They're not even clicking the shit they like because they know what to expect from a Bun album. Yeah. But they're not. They're going to click Drake because they're like, oh, he got a song with some dude from London. They click it and it goes on. And it got nothing to do with the artist. It just has to do with that curiosity mm -hmm. and the hype on Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever. It's like, nah, I'm curious. Right now, if, if a basketball player put out an album, he might get some streams just because people are curious. Mm -hmm. Not because people want to go put... You know, put their ten dollars in their pocket. Mm -hmm. They're just curious, and a lot of streams come from that. So it's an effect that didn't exist. I think the accessibility has a lot to 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 play in the quality of the music. I think now, since you you have it in your phone, you don't have to wait online. You don't have to to to, to be online for hours when an album drops. You don't have to go to different stores because they sold out over here. You don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just one click. You're scrolling all day. 
What are you seeing? What's on your timeline? What's the most popular thing? That's what's going you to be in your mind. You keep moving your day. You don't have yeah. to go to the. You don't have to like plan in your head. I think I'm going to get this today. I, I don't playing. think it's the quality of music. I think the introverted okay. artist is in trouble because now you got to excite people. You got to keep people's attention. No, you no, be there has face. to be a social. Uh, yeah. there has to be a social aspect of what you're so, doing. So if but, you just make it, great music, but you you don't really talk like that. But that's, but that's always. But that's always been a problem. You you've never been able to be a fully introverted artist and be as successful as. Who is Nas? No, 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 Who's Nas? I offer. I offer. Nas has gotten away for that with that shit for twenty years. I offer counter to that because Scarface is one of the most mysterious artists that have ever existed, and he's considered one of our best. We still don't know a lot about Scarface as a person. Just the music. He doesn't come out. He doesn't share much. He doesn't talk a lot. But he's still okay, considered so one of the best. We're but. talking. We're talking about different eras, clearly. Not but Cole and Kendrick, they're like you, that. You're you talking to a 50 year old nigga. I don't know what you want me to talk about. <laughs> I don't know what perspective you, you expect me to have in the chair. I'm a 50 year old nigga. I don't know. I don't know how much 2020 shit I'm supposed to really have a voice to speak to in that shit. Do you, well, listen, all do you I can listen do is to balance. today's music? Yeah, of course. Then well, everybody listens to today's music. Look, people aren't honest about everybody want to act like they got taste and they curate their playlist. That's bullshit. <laughs> we like to believe that everybody has their own respective audience. All this shit got overlap. You know how many people listen to music that directly contrast each other? How many people have Queen Latifah and Sexy Red in the same phone? You know what I'm saying? Those things are supposed to be counter. The person that listens to this isn't even supposed to be able to relate to that but there's more people like sexy red trying to be successful like her than there are people looking at like there's more here's the thing there's more lawyers right listening to sexy red than there are people like sexy red that do things that lawyers do the lawyer is going to go and be professional and do all of this type of stuff and carry themselves with right. class and all that. And then when they go home and they take off the clothes or whatever, and they in the mirror, they ski ye. <laughs> you motherfucking right. I don't think it's that simple. No, no, it is that simple. I, I think, it is that simple. I think we are not as complicated as we like to believe we are. When those lawyers is outside, they in the club. That's what they're going to hear. No, no, not in the club. At home. At home. At home. They, in, they would never carry themselves. Every woman twerks. Yeah. You just don't see every woman twerking. That's every right. woman listens to dance music and shakes their ass <laughs> in a place that they feel comfortable doing it. Yep. That's what my daughter Every single <laughs> woman does it. They all don't feel comfortable doing, doing it, it in, in public, public and mixed company half naked. Right. But I assure you, <laughs> I assure you that every woman listens to songs and feels just as sexy as Nicki Minaj when they listen to Nicki. And when Nikki's saying she's doing, they doing it in them, they doing all that shit. We are not as complicated and complex as we like to let the world think we are. We about all that shit. It just don't work everywhere we move. It, it so that's why the quality of music will not change because way more people complain about shit that, because it sounds good. It oh, sounds you, you good. Think, you think they don't mean it? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. How much of yourself do you really tell people about yourself until you're comfortable being fully honest? Most small talk is small talk. I'm not finna get deep with you unless we start talking politics or religion. 
right? Now you now that's something that's going to strike a nerve in most people. Which is why mm -hmm. most people don't have politics or religion, religion as a subject of the day at the dinner table. Absolutely. That way we can keep it very surface and superficial. Mm -hmm. And have a good time. Yes. It's better better guarantee that we'll... The more you ask forward. about me, the more you're going to know about me. And I don't know if you even need to know that shit about me. Oh, you preach it to the choir. Like, that's just that simple. The more questions I ask you, even if you don't answer them, I'm learning more things about you. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the next Marvel movie or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man I just, 4. I just don't, I just don't want... I just don't, I, don't, I don't want to feel like I need everybody to know what they want to know about me. I mm -hmm. offer what I feel like offering my day. And, and, and that's respectable. But no. we're entering the era of the Truman Show. We've been there. We've been there. I'm Look, I don't have, it's not that I'm saying I have anything to hide. No, I'm that's just not, I'm just not finna offer everything it's not, up. It, my, that's my, it. No, my grandmother used to say it's not a secret. It's just not your business. I, I that's feel a bar. I feel the exact yeah. same way. Like it's, I'm not. Well, you keeping secrets. You have no need to know this information. Not to mention the fact that there's certain questions I believe people ask that are only built to size you up. They're only really asking these questions to figure out how much respect they need to give you, which is why those are questions I I steer away from. What school did you go to? What do you do? How old are you? Where you know who's your wife? Who's this? Those are all I'm trying to figure out. If your job is better than my job, then I probably drive. Give trying you to figure out if your life is better than my life. <laughs> because then yeah. I need to give you some. How if you're younger than me, I could probably shit on you because you don't know as much. As me. If you're older than me, well, I got to talk to you a little different because you probably know more than me, and I gotta I gotta approach these questions a little different. But it's it, most of those questions I feel just come out of respect. It, it's a matter of how much respect I need to give you. If I tell you I'm a consultant, you tell me you're a doctor, I'm supposed to... No, what kind of doctor are you? Where you push your practice? Or you, you know? But yeah. then we start saying, where did you go to school at? You could be a dumbass. You could be a dickhead. You could be a racist. You could be all kinds of wild shit with a long list of credentials, but here I am respecting it because the credentials matter more than the person. Well, just because you're a well, doctor don't mean you're smart. Every class got a D then student. That's that. a fact. Yeah, every class had a D student. You could be especially what they teach in the medical school. You could have been a, a you you a doctor by seventy point one percent. That was your shit. You <laughs> barely made it as a doctor. Just crept mm -hmm. in by one point. Bad point one. Doctors ain't even doctors no more. They they, they drug dealers, <laughs> and they and they want fame too. Like I've never seen people make so much money feel the need to tell people like, hey, can you help me tell people how rich I am kind of a thing? Like these doctors, <laughs> no, these doctors, they want podcasts, they want YouTube channels, they want to rap. Reality because show, you know what I'm saying? Because it's glamorous. Attention is the new currency. Currency is not currency. Attention is the new currency. And I need attention for these things I'm doing. I can't just do them in, because you don't respect the job. You respect the fame. Fuck the job, it's the fame, which no. is why you get a celebrity barber, a celebrity chef, a celebrity this, a celebrity. You can have a celebrity it's, accountant if they. If they it's more people to res you. respect superficial shit rather than the, the real shit. Yeah, that's, that's why attention is the new currency. Super superficial. Like, but that's on the service. Like when you when you think about Griselda and all these other artists who have who make hip hop music, like you guys, right? There's still a plethora of fans and a demographic of people that want that music, Absolutely. right? It's a big market out there. When I go to, when I went to, when we went to Paul Wall and um, Terminology shit, that shit was packed, right? Went to y'all shit, packed, right? And this is consistently. So it means that like, regardless of how much the mass production of the cookie cutter 
artists is out there, there's still a core base. It's because people are for that hip hop feeling it's though. Like, but they're not right. gonna take it from anybody. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not that people don't want that music. Maybe they just don't want it from you. Mm -hmm. mm, that's what artists gotta gotta learn. Like, yo, I'm trying to do something different than what everybody else is doing. Yeah, but are you good at what you do? Or are you just different? Because that ain't enough, my nigga. Like, just because you don't want to do what everybody else is doing, give me a good reason to support you in that. We're not giving, like you said, participation awards. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing that. Yeah, but they I, want one. That's the big. I, I don't. They I, give them niggas. They, they need a hug. That's what them niggas need. This ain't I, I the feel place. like we shitting on somebody's dreams right now. I don't. I don't think. Isn't that what you to. say? I do all the time. Yeah, you do. I don't like that though. You know what? I, mean? <laughs> I don't like that shit. This is subjectable, but as soon as people stupid. started going, oh, there's no more gatekeepers in hip hop and all that. Man, there needs to be a little bit. Like there yeah. has to be a little bit. As soon as people start being like, oh, the DJs don't matter. It's like, wait, what? But what are they keeping? The key, what gates are they keeping? Quality. Just the 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 way to, for, for people who? to filter for the people to like. I personally trust uh, people's ears. Rest in peace, K Slay. I knew yeah. if I wanted to hear some Rest some New peace. York ignorant shit to put Rest on K Slay show. Rest if I want to hear some grimy shit, I'll put on Primo. If I want to put on, if I want to hear the club shit, I listen to Camillo. But I still know what I'm going there for, and I trust that. So I, so make that music, support that part of the absolutely. culture. And shut the fuck up if you don't make no money. <laughs> shut the fuck up if you don't Absolutely. make no money. Absolutely. If it's for the culture, it's for the culture. Absolutely. We don't make Trill Static to make money. We make money. Right? We have projects it's that we do that us. are designed to create income and revenue. And we take that very seriously. But everything ain't meant for that. And everything, quite frankly, ain't going to make that. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because you make good music don't mean people going to buy it. I'm sorry to tell you. That's just not how this shit go. You could be the best rapper in the room, but also be the most unrelatable motherfucker in the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People have to at some point relate to you and what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if the majority of people don't relate to you, you're not going to be that successful financially. Right now, you can sleep good at night because you contributed to the culture. Right. And if you're a single man, knock yourself out. No, but I, if you if you got people that count on you, you got to mm -hmm. be doing the best thing. You can't be living your dreams out on your family right. time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you can't do that. It's not fair to people. Well, we could you could be doing more than yeah, but I'm not trying to do it. This is for the culture. Now I'm not saying make music. Not, I'm not saying go and make music that you, just to make money, right? But what the fuck are you going to work for mm -hmm. if it's not to make so, to take care of your quality of life? I tell young dudes, look, man, if you if it's just you and you just want to smoke weed and hang with your homies and you can deal with the repercussions of these decisions, that's fine. But if you got a girl that you really want to keep with you, that you really like, or you made a baby with a girl and you trying to make this shit out, you got to really, you got to go to work. This rap shit is a hobby until a nigga pay you to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you're not contributing to the culture until other people are telling you make more for us. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, your issue with hip-hop, quite frankly, is yours, it's a personal problem. That's on you. Hip-hop outgrew what you wanted it to be years ago. That's just, not true. That, that it is what... It, it, it really is. That's not it true. It really is. It really has. Is every individual... Well, maybe you don't want to call it hip-hop, but but the culture that and the things that you want, that you believe define the culture, too many things have infiltrated. Yeah. 
too I many agree things with that. Yeah, but the, the culture, the culture itself, still remains what it is, even if it's suffering. Like, still, still, still a human body, even if it's sick. So, so, it's, so, 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 is, is the problem that we've not drawn deeper lines of separation? No, no. I think, I think because, I, because from the from the way you're you're phrasing it and presented it to me, there may be from where I'm standing, too many things are being considered hip hop and culture. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I was so, gonna add to so, that. so are we saying that all rap is not is not a part of hip hop culture? No. What is hip hop culture hip-hop. at this point? I get mad when people call post Malone hip hop. That's I love post Malone. That ain't hip hop. Why is what he winning is awards at Billboard and all that? For rap album of the year, or rap Static. song of the year. That's great. One man. What is hip hop culture? Breakdancing. Anything said it. that involves the four four elements of hip hop. You just named some shit that niggas stopped doing in the nineties. What? That's name not me, true name at all. One thing that they stopped doing. <laughs> Bro, breakdancing. You see, what last time you seen? International. What last time you seen an international? You don't know where the fuck Where y'all going? You don't know where the fuck is going. Somebody tell me. Where you going? You don't know where to look. I just saw three thousand people in the arena. You don't know where to look. You saw it. Yeah, but it's going. When the last time you because seen it, they're not invested in that. If they loved, you went there to see the breakdance. No, I didn't. It's part of what I do, bro. I it's think what you do. I right? think hip hop is what it is when you find it, bro. <laughs> that, that's, that's, what, that's and that's basically. I'll be very what it honest. Is. Hold, I just hold, say, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just say hip hop is what, because if you wake up in 2023 and you're 15 years old and you fall in love with hip hop, you fall in love with what hip hop is today, and you can't tell those kids that that's not hip hop. Absolutely. But, you yeah. make a burger, it, that's hip hop. Bun B making a burger, that's hip hop. But if <laughs> you lost me, I know what he means. Bun B is it's a representation of hip hop culture existing in different places, and right. But this this is what I'm saying. D always says this on the show, and I like it because he argues with people on the phone and shit. Is uh. Is Juice a hip hop movie? Absolutely. No. You think so? What? It's about a DJ. Yeah. Well, I'm talking it's about a Home Alone and Christmas yeah. movie. Bro, but hold up. We're going to be there now. Juice is a hip hop movie, movie, bro. It's, nah, it's not. Mean, Some people would call it because the soundtrack. The movie has nothing to do with hip hop at all. And Jason's lyric is not a hip hop movie. Yeah. I just want that no. on the record. No, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah, that on the record. People, that ain't Houston. I just want that on the record. I say, that's <laughs> I say Boys in the Hood. No. Those aren't hip hop movies. Not right. at all. There's definitely a hip hop influence, like in the obviously the soundtrack and all that, mm-hmm. but it's not about hip hop. And right. in a lifestyle. Kid Juice is a hip hop movie. Uh, like Cru- Belly is Crush not a hip hop movie. Crush Groove. Crush Groove's a hip hop movie. Crush, yeah. That's a cheat code. Yeah, right, because the thing, Boys in the Hood, you can take all the rap music out of it, and the movie still resonates. And it's still still Boys right? in the Hood. But yeah. there's Juice, the same movie. If you take all the rap, it's about hip hop. It's, no, it's, it's about a it's, DJ. Yeah, it's but if DJ. you can't put the music in, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. You what, know what I'm saying? What, what, it's a hip hop movie inherently. What about the word hip hop? What about movies? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if you can take the hip hop music out of it, it's just a movie. Right, it's not no, hip hop out of juice. No, he agrees. He agrees. It's central to the story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not arguing with you. But I'm saying the general public, I think, sometimes considers movies. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Hip hop because maybe a rapper's in it or this or that, but it's hip hop. It got to be protected as a word, man. Are we there yet? Has a rapper in it? That ain't a fucking movie. But the whole thing is, is but no, fellas. The whole thing is what, what also. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing is what Static said, I don't agree with because 
Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, and other movies, they resonate in hip-hop because of the stories that's told through rap. But that's like right? saying what's Being going on around, around the corner crack, too. Prostitutes, all of that shit. Yeah, but you don't need music. but you don't need hip hop music to tell that story. And you definitely yeah, you don't, but it, it, it's what catapulted a lot of things. All, all of those you know things rap, were happening like before hip hop came right, around. That's right. Right. So that just means that just means that hip hop made it better. That right. just means it wasn't yeah. inherently hip hop. But hip hop made the world better. Absolutely. I think we're just talking about juice. But <laughs> no, no. no but, but I mean, look, it's, it's very hard to sep separate hip hop from anything that's being presented as culturally based at this point. It's very hard. If you know, you know. It has too many branches. If, if, you, if you know, you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's very, how many products are being sold through that cultural um, sure. level of influence? Like, every everything's got something. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, what is it that's got the... I, I live in Houston, so Kroger's is one of the main chains. And there's like a Kroger's commercial where they're talking about their prices are low. And it's Flow Rider. Flow Rider. And everybody looks at the prices, low, low, low. Like it's, <laughs> they're, they're actively looking for ways to, because we're, we're hip-hop is inherently cool, right? And I don't care what part of the life you live in, hip-hop is cool. If you're dead-ass poor, hip-hop is cool. Yeah. If you're rich as fuck, hip-hop is cool. Like it, it represents every part of the American dream, every part of the world that we live in. I don't care if you're in war torn countries. You go to war torn countries, you see Tupac every fucking way. Yeah, that's you, right. you see a, you see a mural of Tupac every fucking way. You go somewhere where they smoke, where weed is legal. You gonna see Snoop, Snoop Dogg every everywhere. fucking way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's it's not that it's it's just inherently cool. It's hypnotic. It's easy to to put a message in a hip hop song. I can, I can educate you in a hip hop song. I can't do that in a in a in a reggae song. Not so much. It, the the song will be much longer. Hip hop is R&B song. Hip hop is vague. Right. I can Rock give you can theology. Be, I can give you right. philosophy. I can feed Absolutely. all this to you. And it's clear what I'm doing and when I clear. do it. Yeah. Right. These rock songs sometimes, and I don't know maybe because I'm not a rock fan. Sometimes you, I don't really know what we're getting at. Right. Like. It's one song that it's about the dad or what I know it's about a nigga crying about his Kiss dad. Kiss from a Rose. You know what I'm saying? What is that, like, what is that song about? Kiss Anybody from a Rose Yeah. It's a love song. No, it's not. It's about cocaine. Didn't know that. People in you? love with coke. Kiss from a Rose. Cocaine's definitely a love story. Yeah, like, I know it's a love hate story. <laughs> I, said, I said what I said. Hold on, man. It's a love hate story. Facebook like that? No. No. I can't feel my face when I'm with you in kids' movies. That's kind of crazy. That whole shit's about cocaine. Yeah. I mean, right. Prince Prince made religious songs and people sniff coke. Well, too. it's like Redbone, come and get your love. Prince They're talking about sniff coke while making religious songs. <laughs> I'm almost certain. <laughs> a lot of people ain't ready for the conversation that most of the greatest music of all time was made off of drugs. Drugs. drugs yeah. Or alcohol. Yeah. But either way, like. Well, most, most of the great art was made absolutely with some kind of outside yeah, influence. A lot of, a lot of these. Steroids for art, really, because when yeah. you let yourself. Just relax and do whatever. It's it's different than being sober. At least in a stressful ass world, you put five drinks in me. I'm gonna make better music. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a fact. Well, that's because you're not you're not even you know the less hindrance you have yeah. in presentation. You know what I'm saying the bolder you present. Yeah. And some of them need that to turn it off. Like so I believe some of our geniuses, they it's such a nonstop thing. They need to dull it down in order to just function during the day. Like you, yeah. Hemingway was an alcoholic. Jimi Hendrix. Alcohol, Rigged different. Yeah. I mean, the greatest but music but in the world. But their, their minds operate with such a high level of hyperactivity. Yeah. Right. Is that 
that like they, their whole shit, their, their mind is giving them ideas and telling them to do this, try this, what do you think of this, look deeper into this. And motherfuckers like, I just want to smoke a cigarette and chill. Like, I just want to actually chill in a normal place, but my mind don't work like that. Miles so I got to do something mm -hmm. just to, to like... Bring it up. Yeah, just... To no, no, down. to bring it, to shut it down. it down. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise I'll be up all night in the garage building shit, building shit. When I need to just go sit down and watch a movie with my wife or go play a game with my kids, but my mind is... I'm so wired up. You know what I'm saying? So we were talking about that with my man Cal Wayne. He's like, I'm in New York. I'm finna rap. Like, I'm ready to motherfucking go. Like, this the place. Yeah, I'm like, right. nigga, calm down. You thought you gonna find a cipher on any corner? <laughs> you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he's ready. He just he just wants to be prepared. And some people, once they've lived a certain amount of time operating in a certain way, it's hard to turn that shit off. All right, sure. I, I want to dial it back a little bit because you started off this conversation um, with this misperception of what New York, how easy it is for New Yorkers. And I'm glad I have clarity for that. Because again, I'm operating from how niggas was, how shit was happening in 92. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, right. but again, this is really, this is just the coin flip, right? Like mm -hmm. New York, sure. yeah. New York now mm -hmm. feels ostracized from hip hop community in the way that we felt. Not right. ostracized, but isolated. Not the hip hop right. community, the, the music On the music industry. industry. Okay, music let's clarify industry. that. Definitely, de definitely. Because definitely. there's still a lot of records that's popping out here. Yeah, you're gonna I know make. I will not hear a uh, hundred miles away from here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna hear that shit when I get to to the Midwest. I'm not gonna hear the shit well, when I get to my, Atlanta. Well, you preach it to the choir. Yeah, you preach it to the choir. And, but niggas still gotta move in spite of. Mm -hmm. You still gotta move and push for it in spite of. We were never the public. We were never the popular taste until we became the popular taste. But that's because niggas didn't understand it. It was too far. They didn't, they couldn't see that. This was not when there was, you know, where you could go online and see somebody in Houston or go on YouTube and look up things like that. You had to go, people still had to go in a record store to buy a, a song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So back then, if you wanted to know what was going on in Texas, you had to go to Texas. Just there was to nothing see to see right. to get it and be, oh, okay. That's why certain rappers like Cam went to college at Blend. Got a lot of no limit, you know what I'm saying? A lot of cash money, a lot of the Houston hip hop scene influenced. And that way comes back with a deep understanding of how everybody's collectively looking at hip hop. And now you're in a position to present that shit in a way that actually offers an entry point to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that, I don't blame the artists. I believe that the industry and the system was not trying to offer that to people because like I said, those things just made your job harder. Now, because of that, we had to employ DIY. So a lot of us built ourselves up. We had to go and create the relationships ourselves that record companies would afford you, right? So if I wanted to talk to heads of, of, of radio, I had to go and try to call. I had to go to the radio station mm -hmm. and talk to those people. And so we built up a, a system of, of self-sufficiency while also expanding the brand and our culture to the world. Now people not only see it, they actually see there's a path to success if you if you pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And because the, sh the dynamic shifted, because so many other elements were being brought into the culture that weren't always necessarily a part of New York hip hop. Now the entry point for you is further away than it's ever been. Because mm -hmm. when New York, when, when hip hop started, I'm not even say New York, when hip hop started, New York rappers were successful because that's where it came from. That was all there was. We didn't have yeah. any other choice. But see, see the fact that you said New York rappers, 
It wasn't New York. Oh, I'm rappers sorry. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. New York it was rappers. His rappers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm what saying? What do you mean? What do you mean? It wasn't. I when think hip hop started, there when were we started no rappers to marginalize regions. That's when you really started to be a, see a dissension, because I mean, New York. There's New York rappers. Then there's the South. Nobody really says the North or the East Coast. They say New York and then the South. Well, I mean, in the South, nah, if you had to pick, you'd have to go to New York. No, no, but here's the we thing: gotta be, we got to be East Coast. I'm in. Then you got this huge region, yeah. right? But I don't know this because I'm in the South in the same way that you don't know how big the South is. And there's no technology to connect. To, yes, right. absolutely. So that those lines are all, almost already pre predestined mm -hmm. inside it. It's the right. consumers that started to tear these walls down. You know what I'm saying? And when I came in the game, there was New York and there was West. There was most of the music was coming from the East Coast, and then eventually the West Coast started releasing music. Mm -hmm. But we don't know the East Coast. We, we think New York is New York. We don't, New Jersey, mm -hmm. the fuck that got to do with New York? That's New Jersey, Connecticut. What the fuck that got to do mm -hmm. with New York? That's Connecticut, Philly. What that got to do with New York? But that shit is all the all East together. Coast, right. Mm -hmm. right? And so once we, like you say, it's a closed-minded view, right? Eventually we realize that. And we start paying attention. Okay, so East Coast ain't just New York. It's this, 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 and that. The West Coast ain't just LA. It's Sacktown. It's Oregon. It's, mm -hmm. it's Vegas. It's all of that. And then we're like, but what is the South? It's on and on and on and on. Going. You know what I'm saying? Going. You're right. So we're like, okay, we could actually win this game. Definitely. We could actually win this game. We could be by successful. But, by but we got to convince the consumers that they have the power. And that's where the shift came. When y'all started letting niggas call in and requested videos, <laughs> that's where the shift came. <laughs> we had more niggas calling for our shit. We never had a dog, we never had a voice in it. We had to turn on TV and whatever you on TV raps played, that's the hip hop we got. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that little bit came from the South though that we didn't have is Y'all all, we were just talking about driving before we started filming. We are talking about driving in general. New York sucks driving and all that. Most people don't have cars here. Everybody down south has to have a car. So you're pulling up with a bunch of CDs in the trunk, selling them outside the club when that was never a reality. I mean, besides the mixtape era, like the mixtape DJs were going to Canal Street, the clubs and all that. But artists weren't pulling up in New York with a trunk full of CDs. Selling was, their own shit. It wasn't happening, especially in the 90s. Maybe a little bit later. But in New York, if you try to sell a CD to someone, it's like, get away from me, because it's like, it's nonstop. The Times yeah. Square, the dudes will like violate you if you say you're, you're all set. They'll talk shit to you. It's a whole different <laughs> attitude. <We're in> the <laughs> South. Cats were pulling up and just being like, look what I got. People were interested, because especially in the 90s, because dudes like Master P and all them doing it, like people were like, holy shit, you rap? That was back when like not everybody rapped. Right. Right. So you got a whole element Key down component. there where people are like, oh shit, you rap? I want to hear it. Nowadays, if someone's like, I rap, it's like, go that way. But... That shit was just so different, and that's where you guys had a whole different hustle. Especially right. here, because your chances of selling that CD to another rapper are huge compared to any place else. You woke up, yo, I, here's my CD, I rap. I rap. You're literally selling crack to a dealer. I don't <laughs> want yours. I got my own. I'm still trying to get my shit. Right, right. Or if I'm not the dealer directly, my man rap, my brother rap, my cousin rap, my sister rap, my man's a DJ, like, I can't, I don't want this. Get the fuck away from me. Whereas when I went, when you go other places, these folks are living the life. Because we come from communities that are starved for representation. That's the problem. 
we have to support people from where we are in order to see ourselves in artists. And we really, we you know? really don't have anything that looks like that here. But I, I remember talking to Young Thug and Paul Wall Good. years and years and years ago. These dudes didn't need to come to New York to sell anything. Like, at all. Period. They were fine where they were, living great lives, houses, cars, never leaving, tour, That's how big hip-hop is, though. Like, Paul Wall, that dude's selling out, like, doing thousands of people at car shows and shit. And if he comes to New York, it's a whole, like, he's happy to come here because his whole career, he like, he never really went to New York a lot. Mm. But then you got him in... You, like you don't, he gets the bag in like Arizona, the Southwest, all that. These dudes are A-list superstars. It's crazy. And then he comes here and people get excited because you never saw Paul or Bun that much in New York as mm -hmm. compared to you know the the artists like more of the Atlanta cats and shit. Houston got its own monster of of a scene that like when it's a New York rapper goes to Arizona or goes to New Mexico, like it's quiet mm -hmm. and they just like superstars out there. It's crazy. And it's, that's how ill hip-hop is. But the crazy crazy thing is I didn't know honestly anything about Houston until I heard y'all on Big Pimp. And then I went and bought everything. Yeah. Right. The whole back catalog after and, that. And Sam Goody and all that. And that's fine with me. You know right. what I'm saying? But that was the problem with Pimp even wanting to be on the record because right. it was so far away from what we represented. It's mm -hmm. sonically... It was just nothing near what we were. Mm -hmm. And he was very concerned that people would hear that and think that was us. Because it wasn't whole sound either. Right. right. Like Big Pimpin' as a record had never been. It was Timbaland. Yeah, it was. But even still, even with a Timbaland beat, this was a very foreign type yeah. of song. Like, no pun intended. Yeah. But this was a very, very different type of record. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just by the, by the grace of God, this shit actually worked. How did that but, come about? That's a long story. It's because there was supposed to be a song before that, but it was it was it, it didn't happen because it was literally in the middle of the East Coast West Coast situation. Mm -hmm. So Hove wanted Pimp C on just a week ago with Too Short. Oh, he wanted Pimp so on that song just a week ago. Yeah, and so Pimp was like, "Cool, Pimp had just bought a house in Mableton, Georgia." He just had a, a new full, you know, full studio built in. So he's like, yo, come on down to Atlanta, come to the crib. We'll knock the song out. You know what I'm saying? Jay was like, I'm not leaving New York right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just not leaving New York. They was like, well, shit, I ain't leaving the South, so I guess we ain't going to do it. And <laughs> just whatever. It just never happened. Right. And then, it, But it came back around um, through Chaka Zulu, who's always been a good Shout friend of Shout ours. Shout out to Chaka. Um, we met Chaka Zulu as... He was basically, when we won our first promo run, he was the runner for Atlanta. So he was the guy from BMI that picked us up and drove us around to all the in-stores and shit like that. And we had to go do radio and stuff. That's how we met Chris, you know, Ludacris, because right. he was Chris Lover Lover Love back, back then. then. I met Lil John and them when they were doing black market radio. But Chaka was one of those dudes that just had such an interesting life, right? Like, the more we talked to him and the more we asked him and the more he started coming out, like, wait a minute, so... Tupac and Grand Pooba are your cousins. Like, how are these <laughs> oh, niggas? Yeah, right. Like, how are these <laughs> niggas I, even kids? Yeah, yeah, you know? And then you get, and we got to know him personally. I got to know his family, you know, lifelong revolutionaries fighting. And um, he would, he's always been one of those peoples, and it, it, which makes no, it's no surprise that he and Clarence Avon had such a close relationship because he was always one of those people that wanted to connect dots, just wanted to connect dots. 
And that was the thing. He really wanted to see that record happen. And so he's like, I know Chad. I know Bun. I'm going to reach out to him. And so he gave, gave Hove my number. And Hove called me. And it was, a, it was blocked, though. And he's like, I'm like, who is this? He's like, this is Jay-Z. I'm like, stop playing on my phone. <laughs> and then the phone rang again. I'm like, some nigga playing on my phone. And I, I said, man, who is this? He's like, yo, fam. You know, because he whole got a very, I don't do a good whole impression, but he got a very, very, very specific and unique voice. You know what I'm saying? It's almost regionless. You know what I'm saying? And when I heard that little, I don't want to say squeak, because I don't want the man to feel, but there's a, there was a, just a little pitch change yeah, that yeah. happens with inflection mm-hmm. with Hove. Right. And I was like, hey, this really is this, this really is this nigga Jay-Z. And Pimp was still a little salty from the last time. Pimp was like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, man, we got, you know, he, he said he got a record. He want, I ain't going to New York, so tell him I ain't going to New York. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, nah, they're going to send us the record, you know, but I went to New York. I was like, I want to go to New York. And I went to New York and I walked in Rockefeller. And it was funny because they had the office was full of the forces. They had just got their full allotment of Rockefeller Air Force Ones. And he's like, "You want some shoes?" I was like, "I don't, I don't wear, I don't wear that shit." You know, right. I, I didn't wear them like that. I, we were very gangster night Cortez at the time. Mm. So just the idea of wearing another shoe was not even an option. It's and to wear it. what to me was a New York shoe just wasn't going to work. I, we we wanted to be Southern in every form and fashion of presenting ourselves to people. So I just turned it down on general principle. Sneaker probably worth a couple thousand dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, we we rode around, we had lunch, we went to the studio, we knocked the record out. And then um, and then it took a couple months to convince Pimp to do the record. He just was he was dead set against doing the record. Now, is it because of the the experience prior to that, or no, no, was it, was, it had nothing. No, nah, it had nothing. His love for Tupac was it? It was. It was part of that. Now yeah. that that was an issue. Right. That was an issue. There would be things that would come up in conversation. We'd have meetings and sit downs, and we'd have to come to the conclusion of, of something. And he would look. He had a picture. Every house he lived in, he had a picture of Pac on the wall, and he would look up at Pac, and he'd be like, "Man, what are you doing?" I'm asking Pac what he would do. You know, because that's the level of reverence that he had for Pac, but also in his mind, that was how he wanted to be seen as a man that stood stood on something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if we got to sacrifice fame for integrity, we going to do that. Mm. And we had to really convince him that this would not doing a, this record would not affect us. If anything, more people would know who we were. Mm. And then, like you said, once they did the research, now they really get a sense of who we are, and they have an opportunity to decide whether or not they want to fuck with us. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, well, all right, I'm going to do the motherfucker, but I ain't doing but eight bars. <laughs> and it's literally eight of the most classic bars, bars in yeah, hip-hop yeah. history. Right. I argue it's the most quoted eight bars in hip-hop history. Maybe only thing quoted more than that is probably engine, engine. No, but no. Nah. <laughs> you know, that's only four bars. <laughs> but it, it was, it was pulling teeth. It was pulling teeth to convince him because I could see what was going to happen. Hove was the biggest thing since sliced bread at the time. And, you know, because this is coming off a hard knock life and all that type of shit. Yeah. So I'm like, we finna, niggas finna so. see us. That was my whole thing. I was ready for niggas to see us. 
you know, because where we were, it was very easy for us to be seen. You know, we left very big imprints in the ground when we stomped through the South. Right. But like you say, when people get further, it's just about radius, right? How the further you get away from where the radar pulses, it, the signal so becomes signal weaker. Gets. How you know? did you explain to Jay-Z Pimp C's disposition? I didn't have to. Jay-Z pretty much knew who he was dealing with the whole time. <laughs> and, and, but, and, and, but it wasn't an issue. I'm not saying right. it like that. It wasn't an issue because that meant Pimp, anything Pimp did was never a surprise to him. You know what I'm saying? And every time he would see Pimp, it was just, it's the sheer audacity of the type of shit that Pimp would do that would be excused, the way he could say things and do things. Because it was never for cap or for cloud or whatever. I don't even know what we called it back then. You know, it was no high capping. He just, it was, he was just certain things he had to be honest to a fault. You know what I'm saying? If he, if he offended you, he was very clear. I'm sorry for, about how you felt about what I said. <laughs> Not, I'm sorry. But I meant what, what I, I said. said. Right. I'm sorry if what I said offended you. But I meant what I That's said, it. and I'm standing on that. You know what I'm saying? So, but it all ended up working out, man. Like, you know, we ended up creating one of the greatest records, arguably in hip hop history. Um, these are the it's, facts. It's my international calling card. I've never been in a club on the planet where that record doesn't come on and mean in that room what it means in every other room. For every other record I have, you either know it or you don't. You might like it, you might love it or whatever, but Big Pimpin. I don't care where you play, what room, that reaction is the same. It means what it means to every single person that hears it. And that's just not something you get now, to do a lot. Now, did your popularity and status change after that, right? We got booked more in areas that we weren't getting booked. Wow. So, like, we would typically stop around Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That would be, for me, that would be my Mason-Dixon line yeah, for the most part. Off, right. And then Chicago. Illinois, Philadelphia, you know, once we got to D.C., it was game over because D.C. niggas and South niggas, they just moved or they haven't, <laughs> or they haven't, or, or they haven't come back home yet. Right. But they carry no cultural identity to anything else on the East Coast, right. like musically. You know what I'm saying? They, there's not a lot of Timberlands in D.C., mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In that sense, you get, you get what I'm saying. Right. What was but, the energy like with the video shoot? Video shoot was different because we never got the video shoot was meant to be shot in Trinidad Tobago during Carnival. Yeah. And it was, but Pimp never got on the plane. Shout out to all the Trinities. He he didn't get on the plane. One, he was he was he was scared to fly. Flying internationally was a, a big problem for him. But he also had another situation at the time in mm -hmm. Miami. He was preoccupied with some friends <laughs> in Miami, friends of, that were actually expected to be at the video as well. Um, so it's like, well, where's Pimp C? And where's- Glory of Love. Yeah, where are these people at? <laughs> you know, they, they right. don't know where Pimp is and they don't know where she is and they don't know that they're together. together. So they never got on the plane. So the majority of Big Pimpin' is in Trinidad and Tobago. It doesn't yeah. come to Miami, literally in the video until Pimp gets incorporated into the video. Right. That's all uh, um, pickup shots that we had to do. Mm -hmm. And so, and then here's the other thing, right? So I'm a very lo-fi guy, right? I, I wore a bunch of jewelry for a very minimum time. I was a solo artist. I needed to be looking a certain way. So I've never really been that kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? I didn't show up 
with a bunch of designer shit. I'm like, where's the free Rockerwear shit? I'm, I'm, I'm wearing that shit. Give <laughs> me the free shit. They're like, you passed on them before, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Pimp shows up in a new convertible 600, right, that nobody has yet. He's one of the first people to have it. He pulls up with Gloria, you know, and they're looking at him. They're looking at me. And they're looking at him. <laughs> And Piff's like, Bumby don't spend his money on this dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? So, cause the whole time they, I'm, I'm assuming they think I'm, I'm, I'm broke, hmm. right? I'm assuming they're thinking I'm, you know, I'm, I'm whatever it is. And then they right. see Pimp pull up, like Pimp got cars, and he pulling the mink coat out the back, and he hopping out with her, and they're like, like where's your shit? Like where's your shit? <laughs> right, right. Where's your shit? If you niggas got money, and he pimp, and pimp could see it in their face. Hey, that nigga don't do that shit with his money. He don't fuck off like that. Yeah. That's my thing. Right. And then they came out the they came out the dressing room in the mink coats on the beach in the car, and Hove was like, "Your brother's a star." Mm. And every time he'd ever see pimp, we were ever together, and he would see pimp. Pimp was doing something so crazy and so audacious and, and everybody was loving it and Hope would just be like this nigga's a star like, this nigga's really really a star right. it was it was evident you couldn't dim it you know what i'm saying yeah. you couldn't dim it they you know he's not even here anymore and i would argue pimp c's presence and his memory and his impact resonates deeper today than it ever has there's very few artists right now that want to look a certain way that can do that without incorporating something that Pepsi did before. Mm. It's like, ironic it just, that that song ended up, as much as he <clears throat> kind of pushed against it, the video and the song ended up being like an anthem for him worldwide because it's saying his name in the hook. Like It's like the international pimping and anthem. But you know, UGK was Pimp's baby and he had put his heart <coughs> and soul into it. And he didn't want to do all of that to get to this point and do one song with somebody and have his legacy perverted. That was the way mm, he looked at it. Mm. You know, I would rather not do this record if doing this record means that I have to compromise some part of myself to fuck with people that like this record. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order to increase my fan base, do I have to make more shit like this? Because mm -hmm. I don't make shit like, like this. this. Right. And I don't want to make shit like this. Mm -hmm. Funny story, man. When we got ready to do the next album, the label, Jive, was like, let's do a Big Pimpin' too. Right? Let's buy a Jay Z. Right? Let's buy a Jay Z verse. <laughs> let's buy a, a beat from Timberland. Let's get a video from Hype and let's let's do it again, boys. You know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I don't do a song with Jay Z and Timberland, do I still get a Hype Williams video? <laughs> and he was like, well, why? And it was never no. It was like, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to do another big mm -hmm. record? What, besides being two and a half million in the hole from the first song we record? God damn. I mean, two and a half million. Well, they're going to buy a oh, verse from Jay-Z. Yeah. They're going to buy a beat from Timberland. And they're going to buy a video so this from Hype Williams. Like swap, swap. Nothing. It wasn't like, you know, I'll rap and swap it. I, yo, I'll, give you, I'll do a verse on your project. You do a verse on my project. I got paid to be on Big Pimp. Mm. We didn't have that relationship. And to be honest, I don't think Pimp would have accepted a Jay-Z verse. Of, to be of equal value to him. Mm. So let's just break this bread and be done with it. Right. And to be honest, Pimp and Jay didn't really have a relationship in that sense. There was a lot of, a lot of mutual respect, but Hov and I were always closer. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting a feature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it, was, it was really just about, like, we worked very hard to get where we are, we, and we're successful now. 
for being purely who we have always said we were, Ryan Dirty, most critically acclaimed album we ever released, mm. gold album, not one music video. You know what I'm saying? And to get to that point and to possibly in his mind throw it all away, because this dude want to pay you some money to do a verse on a beat that you would never rap to, you know what I'm saying? It just seemed like a lot. And it took a lot to kind of bring him back around to the idea of being a part of it to the point where I just like reverse psychology. Like, fuck it, don't do it then. Fuck it. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. Fuck it. We just ain't gonna do it. That's I'm just it. telling me we ain't gonna do it. You don't wanna do it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm old. All right, Pee Wee. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it, man. That's my, most people ask, that was my nickname with Pimp. Oh, wow. It was Pee Wee. It, yeah. it was only two people in the world that called me Pee Wee. It's Pimp and my other homie Wee. Um, those are the only people that are in the world that call me Pee Wee. Vaughn, was there ever a point where you and Pimp were just in a room, just y'all two, and he looked at you like, ah, right, yeah, I'm happy we did it? Every time. Yeah. That's one <laughs> thing. There was no, there was full deferment, right? Pimp would produce the beat. We decide on what it was going to be. He write him, I write me. No, I mean, the, the big Pimp, was there a point where he's like, all right, yeah, I'm happy we did that song specifically? No, not in that sense. I mean, he was glad it worked out, but... Big Pimpin was, was not like in his top 10 UGK songs. Like. He didn't even want to do another one. <sighs> no, I didn't. You didn't. It never even got to, I'll be honest, that conversation <laughs> never even got to Pimp. Oh, mm. damn. I, I rejected it on the notion, on the principle of, of the idea that the only reason you would be willing to make that type of financial investment in, in me would be if I brought these people along. Mm. Mm. I helped make that record mm. what it is, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I ain't just show up like a car and park. Nigga, I'm active in this. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was pretty, pretty nice verse on that song. I feel yeah, like I... Nigga, it's still... Oh, yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? I feel like... like yeah. Coming straight about the black bar. You know, yeah. I, I love a stain. I love a stain. <laughs> so... Step back and eat my scenario. My bad, that's my scenario. But it was, it was really like... It was, a, it was the best of everything that hip-hop represented. Yo, for, for us right. in New York, let me just speak for everybody in New York. We loved that record. Word. To this day. No, there's nothing New Word. York about it. First no, of all, I was never loved. used to hearing somebody from the South speak so clear. Like the way you deliver and the way you enunciate every word, it's yeah. like, yo, it's, it's a punch. Boom, boom, every time. Yeah. So when I first heard it, I'm like, I was like, yo, who this is it from, from nice. Houston? This, 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 was, this, was a, this was supposed to be a party record. And it right. is right. a party record. It's one of the biggest party records ever made. But I'm not giving a fuck about the party. I don't give a fuck about it. And that's what I'm we finna, love. I'm finna yeah. rap you against Jay. Yeah. These motherfuckers know we can't run I, I came bit. to rap. We're gonna pull it out over a little shit. You know what shit. I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive. And I don't know. I don't think he expected. He knew I was nice. But I don't think he expected me to come. With that, this was supposed to be just about girls and that type mm -hmm. of shit, right. and it is in essence that is That's what it is. is. And it was a long. But I'm gonna talk about this shit a little bit different right. yeah. than the average girl strip club shake your ass type of record. I'm I'm finished. I'm on a record with Jay Z. People mm -hmm. that that whole rap at a high quality are going to hear this record. Right. Mm -hmm. This how they need to hear me rapping with Jay Z. Now, if he do something different, that's on him. Right. He got a, a million examples of how nice he is to the people that listen to but him. Still, I need the people that listen to him to know I'm nice. He right. still felt compelled to add a fourth verse. That's not that's what, what that is. That's not what a short version that's, and a long that's version. That's not what record. that is. That's what publishing. That's publishing. That's ownership. We owned more of the record because I did the hook and we had two verses. 
him adding the other verse evens it out. Mm. Holy shit. Wow. Go read a book, you illiterate son of a bitch. What the fuck, man? It just, it just e- evens it out. Because, because that was the thing. Like, Job was very, Job was like, this is your record. Like, this is your record. You guys own more of this record. Like, in principle, we right. didn't own any of it because he bought it all out. Right. He, he paid it all out. He didn't want no publishing. We didn't own our publishing anyway. So mm-hmm. what the fuck? We want publishing on a record that we're not going to pay for any fucking way. Right. We had sold our publishing when we signed for 50 grand. That's a whole other, oh, a whole other thing. Yes, yes. That's a whole, that's other, okay. whole other thing. So for us, we didn't give a fuck about no back end public. We never got a royalty check. I've never got a royalty check from Job Records to this day. I'm wow. technically still two and a half million in the hole, maybe three. Wow. Holy shit. But I'm a legacy act, so in two and a half years, my, my plate gets clean. You got seven years, right. seven years but almost. They never got but, money but it, it would be now, but we took money after a certain point. Right. Hmm. We took more money from the label after a certain point. So we were still actively operating under the license with the record company. This legacy clause typically exists for people who no longer make music for rights to revert. Right. But because we were still actively taking money, it, it put like a, a year thing on. Cause we took money, I think in, cause it, it was everybody that before 2000, mm-hmm. right? We were we recorded before 2000, but we were still actively recording with the company till 2007. Damn. That was the last time we got a check. Mm-hmm. So for us, there's a seven year window on top of it. So I think I still got to go to like 26 or 27. So and that's that? also when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eligibility comes up too. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, dope, dope. Nice, yeah. I, I'm, hoping, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that's a great year for the uh, Rice reverting is a good year. Just being nominated. Huh? No, induction, I'm not sure, but just being nominated. Congratulations ahead of time. Thank you. Is that, is that why y'all, y'all dropped the double album in 07? No, we dropped the double album because, again, this was Pimp coming home from prison, and we just okay. put, put together so much music because we hadn't recorded together in almost five years. Gotcha. So we just went in and just recorded and recorded and recorded, and the more we did, the better it started to sound, and it became more and more cohesive. And it was just like, man, we got to... All this shit got to go on. Like, we got to yeah, put a lot yeah, of this yeah, shit on yeah, the album, man. <laughs> and we wanted to give people a lot of music from UGK because they had been waiting for a long time to hear music from UGK. So we just tried to hit them over the head with as much of that shit as we could give them. Yeah. And that album debuted number one on the Billboard 200. Wow. Yeah, that was a big album. And he passed number right one. after. International players. They got a regular Tyler Polly on there. What was... Uh, to achieve such a level of success. Fine, what? Number one. Everybody's. Pop the champagne. You did it. Getting all these cheers. And then to experience that right after. It made it sweeter, quite frankly, because he had gotten the admiration that his talent deserved. He got his flowers. Yes. Got his flowers. Again, having created, because again, this is all pimp. Like the, the, the direction, like pimp is producing the majority of the music. If he's not producing it, he's co-producing it with people. He's mixing every record. He's mastering everything. I come in, lay my verse, I bounce. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He lives and breathes all of that shit. Mm. And we didn't get like full control of how our music was presented until Riding Dirty. When samples didn't clear contractually, they didn't even have to contact us. In our contract, they had the right to reproduce our music if the sample we presented didn't clear. So when I got the final version of my album, there were three songs I had never heard in my life. 
That's crazy. And it was nothing we could do to that. Um, one nine hundred Bun B. Um, I think I think of, there's a version of Tell Me Something Good that we didn't produce, and there's another record, but I don't I don't really listen to those records. They don't mean to me what they mean to everybody else because they never heard the real version of those albums. Super Tight was supposed to be a double album. Um, Pimp wanted to do a double album where one album was him on some Pimp shit, mm -hmm. which was going to be centered around music sample from the soundtrack of the Mac. Hmm. My album was going to be about some gangster street shit where most of the cultural cues coming from Scarface. Because that was how we looked at ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's right. why there was never any real overlap <laughs> with me and Pimp. Me and Pimp ain't dress alike. We ain't had the same haircuts. We didn't like the same type of women. We didn't hang with the same type of dudes. None of that shit. How? But it was us, though. It was always us. Because you didn't have to put... You put me and Pimp in the studio, we come out with an album. Period. We don't need nobody else. We choose. We chose to have niggas around right. us. But Pimp was was a different type of dude into different shit that I wasn't into. Well, being so I different. Mean, we being didn't so even different, different. What, what made you guys come together in the first place? Nobody wanted what we wanted more than we did. We were part of a collective of dudes that all swore they wanted to do this. And one by one, everybody dropped off. Everybody swore this was their dream. And we woke up one day and it was literally me, Pimp, and Bird, the only niggas that still believe in making music. And that's what we did. It was and four y'all at one point, right? No, nah, it was four niggas in the picture. Oh, okay. It was four <laughs> niggas in the picture. <laughs> no disrespect to Ron Forrest, because right. he was the homie, but right. he, he, was, he wasn't a group member. Right. There was another uh, group member, um, but he chose to go to college, but he was still an extension of the group, and that's Big Mitch. Because um, Big Mitch is actually the dude that came up with the name. Um, underground Kings. Um, but no, nah, I mean, we just realized that nobody was in this like this but us. And so from that point on, regardless of who I had around me or who we had around him, it was it was us. Them niggas ain't have no say so in what went on between me and him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's I protect him from my people. He protect me from his people. Not in the sense of doing shit, but no, nah, man, that ain't how Bun B get down. You know what I'm saying? And I'd have to be like, man, that ain't what Pimp that way. That shit like that. So mm. we we knew that only we cared about what we were doing in that way. I ain't had nobody I could go to and talk to about my record contract is fucked up and I gotta get revisions and all this type of shit and try to, you know, re you know, reclaim my publishing. What the fuck them niggas know about? They don't know nothing about that shit. Mm. So it don't make no sense to even go to niggas like that, because them niggas think you living the dream. You know, now we was honest about, you know, hey, we ain't making no money, nigga, but you can't really get into the, the nuance of it because niggas wouldn't understand anyway. Mm. And so we just, you know, we knew for good or bad that we were down with each other to get where we were going from A to B. Now, he's got ideas of how he wants to go and I got ideas about how I want to go. But we know where we going and we going. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we just going, we'll figure it out and just get in the car. We'll figure it out on the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Now, why sign that contract? You said you got fifty thousand. They took your publishing. Yep. Why sign that contract? Again, you you think that when you sign a record deal, right? Because I'm very I'm I'm young. I'm I'm about to turn nineteen. Pimps eighteen, and you don't know the horror stories, right? About the industry, you don't know. 
like how, quite frankly, how sneaky and devilish and under, you know, underhanded it is. Right. We signed to Jive Records and it was the biggest moment of our life. We were two dudes from Port Arthur, Texas, the town with 50,000 people. And here we are in New York City at Jive Records, the home of Too Short, Houdini, you know what I'm saying? Tribe Called Quest, and all our dreams is finna come true. I, I we don't, we don't understand, no, no, because we don't understand that it's a negotiation, uh-huh. right? We think you sign a con- we don't know that, because I'd never signed a contract to anything. I'd never had any type of extended obligation to anything at that point. Right. I just assume everything that I needed in the contract was going to be in the contract. Right. We had a lawyer. The lawyer, you pay the lawyer. The lawyer does what they're supposed to do. And everybody gets a good deal. And I have never seen, you know, a, a more horribly constructed contract than my contract. Mm-hmm. Like, my contract had a clause that when one of us died, the other one could go get another nigga and bring him in and keep the group going but at a three-point reduction. That's crazy. Oh, that's if a nigga died, or go to jail. And so when he got locked up, they asked me if I wanted to exercise the clause. Wow. That's wicked. With a three-point reduction. Yeah. Oh, the name a of the rate. label is Jive. Jive but I always wondered about that. I know what Jive mean. Like, why why they name the record company Jive? Well, we signed the contract. We went out. We sat in the room. We signed the contract. We was trying to keep it cool. And we went out in the hallway. And we was like, yes, nigga, we made it. We made it. And then here comes KRS-One down the hallway. Chris oh, Parker, Jesus. one of the greatest niggas ever Shout to out be to a KRS part one. of this culture. Not just an MC, to be a part of this culture, a representative of this culture. Very few people have sacrificed, and I want, I want this to be said. Very few people have sacrificed more than he has for the culture. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just let's make that clear. Um, especially in his 50th year, I want to make that clear. Um, and we see him, we're like, yo, KRS-One, what's up? We, 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 UGK, we came up here to sign. Y'all sign yet? Like, yeah, we just said. We just signed just now. Fuck. Good luck, my brother. Good luck, my brother. And walked off. Damn. Wow. And we real went from thinking we just had the greatest moment of our life. This nigga Wayne doing your whole parade. <laughs> but it was it, but it was it real though. It was a reality check that we needed. Mm-hmm. Right. God knows how long we would have been operating under ignorance had he not right then, right then, right then and there. Yeah. What Absolutely. Your, what and your, I, I thank you for that. What was your immediate reaction to him doing that? Susie like, goes, what have we done? Like, how much of this do we not even really understand? Right. Like, why are we even here yeah. with these that. niggas, right? <laughs> is, it, is it the game or is it just these niggas, niggas. right? Right. <laughs> no, nah, it's par for the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's par for the mm-hmm. course, you know? Mm-hmm. You know how many artists sat in that chair and gave the same story? Most. Facts. Yeah, all of them. Most. Legends. Legends. People that we'll remember for the next 100, ye- 100 years. Same. But at the time, it's the opportunity. We didn't think people were getting rich off hip hop. I didn't think that, right? Mm-hmm. I saw people getting cars and jewelry, but I thought I knew people were successful, but I didn't know, I couldn't really gauge if niggas was millionaires mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I could tell that from most of the people that I saw, they came from projects and ghettos and shit like that. They had nice shit now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give me some of that. <laughs> Give me some right? nice shit. Give me some of this nice right. shit. You know? So that's what I figured. You do you make the music. You're good enough 
to make a record company want to sign you, the gates open. I just. What about shows? Did they have any rights to your shows when you did perform? No, no, 360s did. Before the 360. 360s did. Before we shit all over Jive, even I have no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But this is not a Jive thing. This is an industry thing. It was every one of them. I have one of hundreds, if not thousands of stories. Every one of them. Every one. I don't know one story that someone's like, they did it right. They took care of, like, it's. No, no, no. There was I have one. I have one. I personally had a situation. Expecting there was going to be some shit. No, you can name one of the majors that, like, people were like, they're absolutely on point from back then. One one person came in here and said, I got a fair deal. Who? And I've never had a problem. Loon. Yeah. Who? Loon. Loon. Loon? That was oh. a bad boy. And just to be clear, that situation he got with the publishing, that's the same thing. I know later he fixed it, but that's what Puff gave big for his publishing was 50000 Yeah. That's crazy. But what did it take to fix it? Well, it's what? not even about fixing it. It's about, it's about the realization that you knew the whole time you was fucking over me. Mm-hmm. You knew you were fucking over me. I trusted you in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where you went wrong. Absolutely. You, the goal of the goal of the of the label is always to make the best deal possible for themselves. But they play on the the, the, the fact that they you're young. coming from nothing. It was inherent. You know that's do your homework. Everyone. That's everyone in all aspects of life in any business you're in. If you don't know, and I know. It's not my job to educate you before you get here. No, it's not, but that, but it's not, it's not just time. that. No, it's no. not just that. Hold on. Hold on. This nigga always fucking talking crazy to me, man. No, but it's it's the dream. You're not going exactly. in there with with a business sense. You're going in there with this is my dream. <laughs> well, you need to wake the fuck up. You dig up. what I'm saying? Like, but just you're saying that now, maker. But you're, you're 17, I, 18 years old. You may have kids. You may have a mom that's sick. You may have a dad that's strung out on crack. It could be all kind of shit going on in your life. You walk into a regular label. the health insurance. It's the, the dream, Does your bro. Car loan? There's Can't nothing. You have all of that at that There age. is nothing Anything on the outside with? that tells you being a, re- a successful recording artist isn't going to benefit you. There's nothing that coming into this game that tells you that. Mm-hmm. Half the niggas would not go further if you know what I'm going to tell you before you sign this. It's not going to be what you think it is. Right? Nobody's mm-hmm. telling people that. People's like, you just need to know what you're getting yourself mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Right? So the opportunity has always been there. You just need to know right. what you're getting yourself into. Yourself. I didn't care to know. That's why I got <laughs> fucked over. Right. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And the more I learned, the less likely I was to get fucked over. Now at this point, if I get fucked over, that's on me. You know what I'm saying? That's on me. But back then... I just thought that shit came with it. And with the amount of information that's out, if you get fucked over today, again. Yeah, that's on you. Because you can go so far by yourself before they even come into the equation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If, and you, by got then, the pati- if you got the patience. And if by you got then, the you should have learned your worth and your value, and you should be able to bring that to the, to the, to the negotiating table. But you, you have to be willing to do the unsexy job for that. Most of them aren't. That's the, that's the issue. They don't want to do the unsexy job. And that's the un- the education part. That's the unsexy well, part. Well, suppo- there isn't supposed to be an unsexy part of the entertainment industry. That they, you can't tell there's, them it's, that. It's not, there's not supposed to be that. Because yeah, where was- do you see it? How would you know? Yeah. When you go in Popeye's, you see niggas frying, you know that's a hard job. Right. You can see that. You can't right. see that in the entertainment industry. Then. Now. No, now now you know. Well, people if you want to know. Though, if you want to know. That, but that, there's still clueless motherfuckers that'll sign right 
now. Yep. Right now. With every bit of information you have, with every example, I don't give a fuck. Let me sign, give me my check, and let me figure out how to it's make this shit dream. work. I'll figure this shit out. I it's the dream. don't give a fuck. Five <laughs> words that will have that ass hemmed up for the next 20 years. And that's how you felt when you walked in the door. I'm, and here but, come the repercussions. I'm not saying it's sound. I'm not saying it's sound. I'm just saying that that's what happened. No, I right? get you. That's what happened. So I agree. There's always going to be somebody that can't go back. I don't give a fuck. I can't go back. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want to give me, I, I'm going to take it. I'm going to mm-hmm. make what I can make out of it. Because I can't go back. That's a mm-hmm. I can't go back in that house. Mm-hmm. I can't go back in that house. Mm-hmm. I know so many people, like, I can't go back in I'm that a, house. I'm going to try to figure I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. And that's, that's, I don't care if it's bad. That's worse. That's I can handle Listen, bad. Because that's worse. Of right. desperation. Right. Operating from a place of that's, desperation yeah. with no leverage. Yeah. That's pretty much How it. did you think you this was going to go? Like The only other option is to commit to think? drowning in the water. Yeah. I'm going to fight to stay above water because yeah. the only other option is drowning. But Look, I got you. Again, as Listen. bad, because that's why I'm saying as bad as it is, people will, will sign up for a bad situation because the alternative is worse. Mm-hmm. Right? At least with this, there's a chance yeah, no. to possibly totally. make something. Totally. Even if the record deal is fucked up, Right, I can still yeah. do some shows. I can still sell some merch, merch even yeah. if it's a seventy thirty or whatever three sixty deal. It's better than but that. Signing was the success. And I for can't, some people, signing I can't sleep was in that house. I can't sleep in that house anymore and keep my sanity. Mm-hmm. If I stay in there any longer, I'm, I'm going to become bad. I'm mm-hmm. going to be a bad person. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to react terribly. Mm-hmm. I have to get out of this environment. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to. It's just that simple. Yeah. I rather. That's why people are. Home, that's why so many young people are homeless. Mm-hmm. I can't go. I can't go back to that house. I'm getting beaten. I'm getting touched. My mom keep getting her ass cooked, and I can't do. Whoop! I keep trying to fight him. She won't let me. I can't do. I can't live here. Mm-hmm. I can't keep my sanity. I have to go. I don't give a fuck what's out there. I got to turn my back on this. It's not worse than what's in here. It can't be. In their mind, it can't be. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, I wouldn't sign this. So what? Stay here? Swap with me. If it ain't that bad, swap me. You come live here, and I'll go live in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you, fam. Go inside. <laughs> do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And, he, and look, he, this world feeds on desperation. Factory settings. This world feeds on the desperation of people. They, people walk through this world hoping they meet somebody that got nowhere else to go. You ever walked into Pimps standing, been standing in front of bus stations for decades, <laughs> right? Waiting to catch them green as fuck off the bus. Stray, right. yep. Why did they get on the bus? Because they can't go back. Mm-hmm. You ever walk into a strip club that's empty? Nah. For lunch? <laughs> Everybody in there. Wait, what? Everybody the in there. It's yeah. operating under different circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> you what I'm saying? It's tough. On man. a Monday night, nah. Monday afternoon. We're going to take a five minute break. Well, I got to say, legend in the game, I contacted you about something. Did you give it any thought? I have. And the, re- the reason why I couldn't move on is because I just don't have the time to dedicate to it. That's the problem. Because you still love this shit. Yeah. And then, like, I got the burgers, and but I'm still active doing the music. And I don't want to do nothing halfway. 
Right. That's the problem. But give me a year. I mean, I, I ain't saying no. I just can't. <laughs> right, I ain't right. saying no. I just can't say yes today. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Nobody knows what we talk about. <laughs> so we got time. We got time. Over in a year, this all makes sense. Now with the burgers, how did you come up with that whole thing? I didn't come up with nothing. I just it was brought to me. The dudes came to me. They had the let burger. Him in, let him in. They wanted, they wanted a little help with the burger, in terms of getting it, getting name around it. But I don't want to just put my name on something that I didn't believe in. But when I tried it, I was like, "This is a badass burger. I know it's a good burger, but for it to be what I what I would want it to be, I'd have to sacrifice a lot. So we didn't do a lot of shows. There was a lot of things we didn't do in order to make that work. And the sacrifice was worth it. Everything we did, I think it was worth it because it's all paying off in spades now." You know, everybody's really happy with the product. We're happy with the direction of the brand. And not only is it a successful company with a great product, but it's also inspirational to people. I tell niggas all the time, find your burger. Like, find your burger. Like, you're building up all this cultural equity and, and all of this connectivity with people, and we're selling everybody else shit. Sell your shit. Everybody wants Yeah, yeah sell your shit. You know? That could sum up your whole career. Word. Everybody loves the product, <laughs> turned around. <laughs> and that's why I sell this burger like I've been selling my music. Mm -hmm. You know, I know the, the, the quality can stay consistent. And as long as I'm comfortable with that, I can play with everything else. We just have fun with that. But the burger's the burger. So that's going to do what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. I just put a little, little oomph on it for the marketing and promotion and all of that. But all of that's just designed to get, not to bluff you into liking the burger. It's just to convince you to give it a try. Right. You're going to love it. I just need you to try it. Now we, we always talk about um, how the contracts, you know, signings and you know those horror tales. Um, what have you learned since then to turn to shift things around and make it more successful for you? You're just not supposed to be doing nothing you don't know everything about. That's just it. You know, um, I'm very lucky that the partners I have in this company know a lot about it, but there's still things that I have to learn about. I'm constantly trying to learn more things about it. And I could already see where there were things within this first year of this company. We're moving on three years now. But there's things I could see within the first year of this company that would have moved different had I took time to educate myself a little bit more. I relied on their knowledge about a lot of things because I had a specific role in the company. But now I want to be able to play every part of this company because I want to do what we've done collectively with this company separately, individually with other companies. Mm -hmm. So I need to know everything, that every, every part that everybody's playing so that I don't need necessarily all those people to play those parts to move forward. True Static 3. Mm -hmm. Yes. True Static 3 is out right now. Right yeah. now. And y'all brothers collaborated. This ain't the first time. It's the third time. The third time. It's, it's and it ain't going to be the last time. We got yeah. albums worth of music before True Static 2. Like, me and right. them have been working forever. And it's just a, we both work at similar speeds because a lot of artists and producers don't necessarily do that. So it's just when we come together, it's like, yo. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, Static, Yeah, I got to apologize to you. What happened? Came to your show years ago. Yeah. And I had a horrible freestyle. Really? <laughs> In my opinion. I don't I don't think it was that bad, because I, I know the people that have came up and had horrible freestyles. I okay, mean, so I wasn't in the nah, top you good, ten. you good, you good. All right, cool. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. He said it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, though. I don't remember being like, 
right. bad at all. I'm pretty I sure. tried to kick something out sure yesterday. It's like, that did YouTube. not work. It's definitely on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> please take it down. <laughs> <laughs> take it down. <laughs> Do not look for the video, please. But if you saw it, put it in the comments. No, 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 no. You saw it, drop the link. Tag me when you find it. Tag me. I ain't gonna repost. I just want to see that. That's Bun B talk. But I know how much. You love hip hop. You come from a, a class, a group of guys that have been in this thing for a while, and you love the authentic sound. But your sound is like authentically New York. What made you collaborate with Bun? Man, uh, shout out to Term. He he did a joint with Bun with DJ Premier back in like 2008, mm. and we went and surprised Bun on his birthday in Houston. The first time we ever met him, and uh, from there on, it's just been like. This dude, like, growing up, I never thought that Cats in the South had, like, that kind of love for hip-hop. This dude watches everything going on in all hip-hop. It doesn't matter if it's Soldier Boy or a Mortal Technique. He watches everything. Mm. And he always taps in with the right people that he wants to fuck with. I don't and, know when I'm going to have to rap against these niggas, so I need to know everything about all these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't supposed to be rapping against niggas you don't really understand. Damn, right. That's why niggas get features for people and get mad when they don't get what they thought they was going to get, because you don't really know who you're fucking with. Mm. You really I'm, don't understand who you're fucking with and how they speak on certain shit, separately or collectively. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you you see niggas like, I paid that nigga 50 grand, he ain't even say this or that. Yeah, that's because he don't always say this mm -hmm. and you don't know that nigga. Mm -hmm. Right. You catch a nigga on the, just a night, like I saw some niggas, they pulled up and on a rapper and gave him like hundred something bands, you know what I'm saying? And and got a verse. And luckily they got what they was what they was expecting. But a lot of times niggas explain they exchanging a lot of cash and they think they're gonna get this. And you know, a lot of these dudes, they don't write rhymes on the spot. You trying to catch a nigga and get a verse after the show before you gotta leave on the plane, you're gonna get what you get. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, but you know, these are, you know, your money's not going to guarantee you entry into this shit. I've seen a lot of people try to buy their way into the game. They think so, though. That shit don't work. I, I, I've turned down more money than I've taken for features. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, if you spending money with me ain't going to get you nowhere. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what, they're going to get it in the mix? They're going to play my verse. They're not going to play your verse. There's a fine line. You got to invest in yourself and your career, but also not waste money trying to buy. You can't buy it's not a shortcut. Like, can't buy being credible. It's not possible. So, I don't, people I don't think it's a credibility. Well, in some cases, they're, they're paying for access, right? They're right. paying for the notion that they get access to your base. Yes, yes. But they're, they're, your base don't give a fuck about them. That's not what I tell people all the time. I could, if I wanted a verse from Drake, I could get a verse from Drake. That's not a problem. You've gotten right. You've what I'm saying, like right now, if I wanted right. a verse from Drake, right. I could probably get a verse from Drake. But is that what Drake fans are looking for? Not really. Is that what my fans? You don't know that until you not try really. it. Yeah, I'm not right. saying they not really. I'm not saying they won't accept it, but they're not right. asking for it. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'd have to find the right way to present it to right. his base. And that's not the way I generally present music. Right. So I'd be stepping out of my comfort zone and, and basically a space where my people already fuck with me, see me at, right. to try to move into another space. And that shit, it don't work like that. Because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to go two steps forward to take 10 steps backwards. Right. I'm good. Which is what mm -hmm. Pimp C was talking about. During the whole, it's not worth. It's not worth. Thing. It's not worth the potential of it all going bad. Mm -hmm. People always see the potential good in things, but there's a lot that could go bad. And you can avoid. and you can fuck up your own momentum trying to connect to somebody else's shit. Right. Mm -hmm. They might be on their way out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I gotta shout y'all brothers out real quick for you know I went to the event the other night. It was dope. True burgers was flowing through all throughout the building. You know Bun was in the corner. 
in the chair, chilling with his pen and his pad, AirPods on, writing a verse. 16 static. verses he wrote. Right, 16. exactly. Then he was going and recording in the booth over there in a restaurant-based place where there's mad people, there's noise, all that shit. Tiger, pull up. Static over there, live streaming. He's over there recording. I'm trying to talk to me like, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> He's working, so I just want to applaud y'all brothers for y'all consistent work ethic, like right. regardless of the circumstances that y'all around. That's a big part of the culture. How many, how many rappers pulled up to drop? 25. 25. Yeah, Benny, Benny was there. I rapped against every one of them. Every nigga that came in that room had to, had to rap with me. Yeah, right? Yeah. I had to rap with every nigga that came in the room. When you doing it again? If there was a, a, a model to this that was like extremely profitable, we'd be doing these bitches one a week. Mm. I do this once it's a week. Special when we, mm. run, we run out of rappers before we run out of work ethic, my nigga. Mm. I feel like people will pay for what I've seen the other night. That's for what me and Peter seen the other night. Right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, on Bandcamp, so go support it. Yeah, go pay. You can pay for the end product. <laughs> if you pay, here's the thing. If you pay for the end product, you're automatically um, supporting the next one. Yeah, and you're part of it. So you actually, while you don't get to pay to make this one happen, buying this one affords you the opportunity to help pay for making the next one happen. So we thank you in advance, my nigga. <laughs> Facts. No. I got one question. Now, I recently got back into making music. Uh, shout out to Wyclef. He gave me a Fuji's plaque and then just been talking to me every day. Humble brag, go ahead. Yeah. My man JFK said a bunch of my beats, he ain't even rap on none of them. Well, it's not well so hold on. Hold on. Depending on the last phone you signed, did with you, do you want him on your beat? You gotta eat it. You gotta eat it. That's not the energy. That's not the energy. It's okay. It's okay. I'll see you on that verse. Every Thursday night, Shade 45, come with DJ. I'm expecting to get this on his next track. I will. You know, I got to Method Man that I was playing like for like months. That was my shit. Double barrel. That was my shit. Good looking. Good looking. See? It's not that. It balances out. It balances out. Now, I've been wanting to take a stand against the DSPs mm -hmm. because I know they're raping every artist from Spotify, Apple Music, you name it. They're, they're not giving the just due to what, what these plays, what these streams. I have the answer to it. This is the answer. Companies like Spotify should mm -hmm. take that $10 or $12 you're paying and divide it among who you're listening to. But they don't do that. No. The major labels get a, a major, they own the majority of Spotify. Right. They, they don't divide evenly. So right. like, it's, it's an unfair playing field. But if they did that, less people would be complaining. Because what if I have Spotify, but I only listen to Mecca and math? Y'all are gonna get most of the 999. Right. But it's not how it works. All right, so how do you change it? You don't. Yeah, you don't because it's all, it's not in it's not in the hands of the artist. As I've been saying this whole time, it's in the hands of the consumer. It only it only stops when the consumers consider it a problem. Consumers don't have a problem with the streaming model because it offers them more money, more music for less money. Mm -hmm. So it works for them. They don't care about us, you know, catching the short end of the stick. This shit would be way worse if it weren't for Taylor Swift. Most people don't know that. Apple Music instituted this program that whenever you Sign on to Apple Music, you got 90 days of free music. Well, basically, people sign on to Apple Music every day. Like hundreds of thousands of people 
hundreds, if not thousands of people sign on every day. Right. So that would have gone into perpetuity. There's always somebody that would have signed on to Apple Music that would listen to your shit within those nice 90 days and they wouldn't have to pay you for that. That right. would have gone on forever. Right. Taylor Swift was like, I'm not, I'm not, you can't have my music if that's how you're paying. Mm. Like, you can't have my music if you're doing that. That model, that, that's not going to work. Right. And they said, okay. She had the leverage to change it. Absolutely. Now, within all the years that you've been involved in hip hop, have you ever seen a moment where artists were unified in changing something? In terms of what? In terms of po policy, record labels, uh, uh, any type of injustice injustice within the industry has there ever been a moment that someone came to you and tried to unify a bunch of artists to stand against something that yeah but service? yeah but no one's going to be able to agree on the representation anytime you have a collective of people one person has to stand up and be the face of it and hip-hop they can't agree on who that is there is no one person in hip-hop that represents everything that hip-hop encompasses or rap music if you don't even get into hip-hop there's no one person that represents all of it that could speak to all of it, that everybody would be like, yeah, he good, let him, you know what I'm saying? That we don't have that person. You look at every other collective agenda that people have presented in order to affect change in this company, in this country and in this world, typically those people generally all agree on the same thing. We don't all agree on the same thing. Some people are absolutely good with how it's going right now because they benefit from it. It's only the people that generally don't benefit from it that have a problem with it. And it's just not enough people that don't agree with it in order for for change to really happen. But even if we all, even if every artist mm -hmm. agreed on it, we still got to convince the people that's buying the music that they're wrong. How much music you going to sell the niggas that you keep telling if they don't know what they're doing when they listen to music? Well, you it's not going to benefit you in the end anyway. You're kind of telling them right now. So, no, nah, if you want to be in this game, if you want to be in the system, there are mm -hmm. things you're going to have to do. If you want to play in the NFL, you, there's rules you got to adhere right to. Then, you know what right. I'm saying? You can make money, you just gotta operate outside of the system. It take a little longer, you have to work harder, but it's possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the blueprint is there. There's a blueprint to being successful independently, but mm -hmm. there's a mountain of sacrifice for a molehill of, of return. Right. Didn't Jay-Z try with Tidal though? No, Tidal gives the best payout. Right. The that highest that doesn't mean it's great. Yeah, right, right. But that doesn't mean it's great. If, if he sell you a seven for 80, and he sell you a seven for 85, it's not really. Well, no, it's it's four not really times luck. as much, though. It's four times as much. Yeah. That's a lot it's more. Seventy-five lot. cent per stream. Is what? Seventy-five cent. No, no, it's not. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it because it's a better model. Like half a penny. But just because it's better than every other model doesn't mean it's good. Good model, right? You know, it's just better. If the presentation, right? By principle, they're offering to give you more than other people are offering to give you, but that doesn't always mean. I'm not saying that with title, but that doesn't always mean you truly benefit. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have to sell an, an, an enormous amount of music for it to even add up and make financial sense. Streaming really only makes money for the most successful of us. And that's, that's strip club money for, for the Drakes of the world and the Taylor Swifts of the world. The money they make from streaming, that's, that's strip club money. That's not real money. You can't buy that car Cali drive around with on streams. You got to have ancillary income. And all these niggas that are wealthy, there's some rich niggas in rap, but the, the niggas that's wealthy, 
have other businesses. They've learned how to take that cultural equity and put it in other places. Diversify their Absolutely. But make no, mistake, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. The richest rappers are predominantly the best. Mm. If you take the 100 richest rappers, 95 of them niggas is nice. Mm. Other five work harder than the niggas that's nicer than them. Mm. And the richest rappers stay the fuck out the way. You don't see... Jay out here running around putting his personal business, or Cole, or Kendrick. We're talking about the biggest rappers. Like, <coughs> mm -hmm. Drake's a little loose on social media more than the rest of them. But, yeah. but that's the brand. Yeah, but they'll yeah. be... Right. So it doesn't deviate from the brand. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hate him, I love him. Kanye's still one of the biggest streaming artists, and he's off the grid for the most part. Like the, the, We lost the celebrity when we took the mystery away. Mm -hmm. Social media took the mystery away from a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but look at... Cole and Kendrick are the prime example of you don't know what the fuck's going on in their life, but they're still the biggest. And that is the true... We didn't know about Prince's daily life or Michael Jackson's daily life. Like, being right. a star, you have to have some mystery there. I'm not sure we even cared. I'm sure there were people who would have cared if they thought they had access. I'm sure they were interested. Yeah, you give a I'm, fuck. I'm, I'm interested. Voted for. I'm interested in it. Voted for. I'm yeah. interested in shit, but that's just for being. It definitely yeah. wasn't as important as it is now. But, but as intrusive as social media is now, like I don't think, I I can't see there being another artist like that. There is though. We got the Coles and Kendricks and Jay Zs. Like, no, but these are these are guys still coming. We don't know exactly. his kids' names. You don't know like his wife. What it like? It's all private. This whole thing. But does that matter with the art though? It doesn't. No, if I know, if in I today's knew, world, if I knew J. Cole's wife's name and his kids and all of that shit, would it make me appreciate his music anymore? No, but they, would it, would it, would, if, if I knew, if I knew more about a nigga's life, does that make me want it, to I like think it him? Appreciates the value yeah, in a, of the in a way, if the music is in reflective yeah, of his it's lifestyle, it's like, so, of and so maybe they don't show that because maybe it's not reflective. Maybe. Maybe the real you, maybe the real me ain't for you to consume anyway, because that ain't what you want to know Absolutely. about me. No, that's a fact. Right. That's a fact. It's like like you, you have all these, you know, there's a lot of female artists that do a lot of, and male artists that send out messages about single lifestyles, and I do this, and I'm rocking, and I fuck with all these type of people, and I'm getting money and all of that, and it couldn't be further away from what their, their life is. Well, you you know find out saying? that they're actually homebodies and in the house cooking Absolutely. and cleaning. And for and some people, that's not a deal breaker, my nigga. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah, for right. sure. I don't give a fuck what you do. Make good music, my nigga. Go be who you gonna be. Well, Bun, you're, you're a connoisseur. You're not a consumer. It's, a little, it's gonna land a little different for you. No, I don't listen to a bunch of rap music because I love rap <coughs> music. I started listening to a bunch of rap music because I love rap music. The rest, this shit now is R&D. This is R&D. I'm gonna bump into you niggas somewhere. I rap with everybody, my nigga. I rap with all of them. I love it. Most niggas gonna call me. He got battle rap. Most niggas will call me. But I, there is discernment based on my legacy and how it impacts. So I can't rap with everybody I want to. But I'm ready to rap against everybody I have to. Salute. Trip Static 3 out right now. We'll get that. Bust down Rolly for the hell of it. It's my time to shine. Spotlights is my element. Fuck a plain Jane, don't insult my intelligence. I don't plan on selling it, so I don't see the relevance. You niggas having porn shop nightmares. I'm light years ahead of niggas, even on a light year. Don Perry on, stain the laces of my night years. Born poor, but I'ma die rich, nigga. Life's fair.